Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This is NFL Kickoff Week with Danny and Dusty. Brought to you by Encore Audio Video. On 1080 The Fan. It is like Christmas for our next guest this time of the year. It doesn't get much better. And on the line now is the host of our Bet MGM Tonight podcast and Odyssey Sports Betting Insider Ryan Horvat. Odyssey calls our insider calls are brought to you by Bet MGM. Go check out all the latest lines today at Bet MGM on the Bet MGM app. Also, be sure to listen to Bet MGM Tonight for more of Ryan's analysis. Just search Bet MGM wherever you find your podcast. All right, Horvat, it's like Christmas in September right now for all of us sports fans because we have the NFL Week 1 getting underway. But where I want to start with you is uh, college football, especially early in the year, it can be such a roller coaster. See, um, you know, Oregon losing 49-3 to in a 17.5-point line just last yeah. week. Um, what did you learn out of week one, and what do you look for in week one of the college football season that maybe some fans can take into their bets heading into week two? Yeah, that's a great question because I usually look for overreaction, right? Like, I'm really <laughs> high on Utah this season, and it really did – I mean, that was just such a disappointing end to that game because they had Florida. I mean, in that interception, that's just crushing from Cam Rising, obviously. So people are going to overreact a little bit, but I, you know, Florida's back, Texas is back every year we do this. And it's like, okay, let's pump the brakes. It's one week of football. I think Oregon will be just fine, especially at home. They have home field advantage. You know, I think that that's a top 10 tough place to play in the nation. Um, I still think Oregon will be fine to be quite honest with you guys. I don't, I didn't expect them to win nine, 10 games this season. I just want to see them competitive because let's be honest, it is a rebuild season and I don't fully trust Bo Nix. I've lost a lot of money on Bo Nix the last, what seems like a decade at Auburn. <laughs> and then again, I was on them at 17 and a half point dogs week one. Um, I knew that game was over heading into the second quarter, but Georgia, like Georgia is the real deal. I mean, they lost all those guys on the defensive side of the ball. But, man, I mean, they just do a great job recruiting. Kirby's done such a good job there. So I think they're going to be tough. But still, I'm not, like, fully sold that Stetson Bennett's a Heisman candidate and that they're better than Alabama. So I just look for some overreaction. And I try not to overreact myself, you know, especially with some of these win totals. But again, I was pretty disappointed with both Oregon and Utah. But I think they'll both, both be fine. Luckily for them, they both play in the Pac-12, so they won't have to see these <laughs> SEC schools again, right? <laughs> All right, Ryan. Uh 
it's not necessarily overreactions, but uh, before we had you on, before the uh, the kickoff weekend, we actually had you on, and we talked about some schools on the outside maybe looking at some upside. Oregon State comes out and they cover handily, and our Arizona Wildcats get a yeah. clear win against San Diego State to start the season. Uh, looking at those two teams, how do you look at them kind of coming out of Week One, considering the overreaction, underreaction narratives that come out after one whole week of football? So I was really impressed with Arizona, and I think Arizona is going to be competitive this mm-hmm. season. I think that they could get – I mean, you know, to get into a bowl game, it's, it's so easy just to say, well, I think they're a bowl team this year. I mean, everybody's pretty much a bowl team, but I think they could win seven, eight games. They were really impressive, and I was really let down actually with San Diego State. Now, I did end up taking Arizona last minute before kickoff. I just wanted to get more than seven points, mm-hmm. and they end up winning that game outright as dogs. You know, they were huge dogs in that game, a touchdown. That's a, that's a big spread right yeah. there. The only thing that surprised me really from that game is how good they looked offensively. I thought that that was going to be a defensive battle. I was thinking probably like 21 to 17, something like that. So I was on the under. They looked a lot better offensively this year. But again, I'm going to pump the brakes a little bit, but I do think they're going to be competitive. And if I can continue to get them as underdogs, you know, touchdown plus dogs, I'm going to continue to play them. And then Oregon State, I really still can't believe that. Um, I mean, that was really impressive as well. And that's what I love about college football, and especially with the transfer portal, right, is, you know, you think you know everything about these teams, and then they kind of come back and they surprise you a little bit. So I was surprised with both teams on the offensive side of the ball, um, especially Oregon State. I did not see that coming. I'm not going to lie. So we'll see if they're able to continue that success this season. But, man, that's a hell of a week one win right there for them. We're talking with Ryan Horvath, our BetQL Network insider, the host of BetMGM tonight. Go get that wherever you get your podcasts. All right, uh, let's go to the NFL. It is week one, and it all gets underway tomorrow uh, with the defending Super Bowl champion Rams hosting the Buffalo Bills. This is an interesting matchup because you have the defending Super Bowl champ against what many believe will be uh, is the favorite to win the Super Bowl this year in, in the Buffalo Bills going to L.A. And Sean McVay's 5-0 and all-time in openers, and they are two-and-a-half-point dogs to the Buffalo Bills. Talk me off the ledge of uh, L.A., or do you like the pick? No, I'm with you. I'm actually on L.A. myself. Now, right now, so the spread's sitting there at two-and-a-half, but what I like about BetMGM is you could bet the alternate lines, and I know some people frown upon buying points. I really don't if the price is okay. So right now, to get the three, plus three, for the defending Super Bowl champions at home week one, it's only minus 135. So you're laying, you know, 135 to win 100. I'm fine with that if I really like the bet. And, again, I like getting the defending champs at home, you know, where they're going to be getting their Super Bowl rings and raising a banner pretty much. It's three-point underdogs. And I get why uh, everybody's running to the book to continue to bet the Bills because they are the Super Bowl favorites. We all expect Josh Allen to be even better this season. I mean, he continues to improve every single year. I, I can't believe how – accurate he's become as a passer like coming out of the draft we all knew he had a rocket for an arm and he could make plays with his legs but he's gotten more accurate and you usually don't see that with quarterbacks defensively I think they're much better I think they're going to be able to run the ball a little bit better this season but I'm holding off a little bit just because the AFC is so loaded you guys like I can make the case for the Bills I, I can make the case for the Chargers you know if they actually live up to the hype the Chiefs, I feel like people are sleeping on. They still have Patrick Mahomes, and I actually like how they replaced Tyree Kill with Juju Smith-Schuster and with MVS coming in. So I'm not really fully sold right now on the Bills as the outright, you know, just the crazy price that you're getting on them right now to win the Super Bowl. So I'm with you on the Rams. Um, I get the question marks about Matthew Stafford's health might have something to do with this spread, but 
I mean, last year he dealt with the back injury. I know that this looks like a pretty terrible uh, elbow issue he's dealing with, but look what they did offensively. I mean, you lose Odell Beckham Jr., who's not going to be available anyway coming off the torn ACL. You lose Robert Woods, who didn't even play last year, and you bring in Allen Robinson, who a couple of years ago we were talking about him as the top ten receiver in this league. Mm-hmm. He's been kind of hidden in Chicago, pretty much dogging it the last two years because Matt Nagy was so <laughs> awful there. But I, I like this Rams team just as much as I liked them last year. I mean – there was a lot of question marks. Is Sean McVay going to retire and take a broadcasting job? Was Aaron Donald coming back? Everybody came back. And I love getting the defending champs plus points. So I like buying the three. I'm fine with the two and a half. I think they might win that game outright tomorrow night. And I'm not saying that the Bills are going to be a disappointment. I'm just saying week one, fluky stuff happens. And we're getting the defending champs plus three. So I really like it. All right, Ryan, what home dogs do you like in week one? Because week one is the, the big unknown, and there's a couple of them on the table. Are there any of you out there that are like, yeah, that's actual value there? Or no, don't touch them because they're dogs at home for a reason. The problem with week one, I really like a lot of underdogs, you guys. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm looking at some of these just matchups where, I mean, who wants to bet the Bears plus seven against the San Francisco 49ers? <laughs> Only the lunatic would. And, and I'm probably going to do it, especially if we get seven and a half or if we get eight, because – and the NFL, the NFL is so much different than college football. Like, take Saturday, for example. We just got done talking about Oregon getting clubbed. Nobody saw – I mean, I guess a lot of people probably saw that coming. But I didn't see that coming in that type of fashion. But we see a lot of blowouts in college football. Like, we hype up these games all week, and then we get to Saturday, and we're turning the channel at halftime. As a Notre Dame fan, I can tell you anytime they're in a big game, it's usually off my screen by quarter three. So in the NFL, though, you see more parity because these guys are all pros. So I'm looking at some of these home dogs, and I kind of like the Bears plus seven. But I also, what I did was I teased the 49ers down to minus one, and I teased it with the Minnesota Vikings. That's another home dog I really like. Mm -hmm. But I'm only getting one and a half point now, or, you know, two points right now with the Vikings. So what I did was I like the six-point teasers. You just take two teams, you know, and you add the six points. So I teased the Niners from seven-point favorites all the way down to one. They're going to beat the Bears. I just don't know if they're going to do it by a full touchdown. And then I actually like the Vikings a lot against Green Bay, and I'm a Packer fan, but I'm worried going into the season because, you know, the Chiefs, they did a really good job replacing Tyreek Hill's production. Green Bay did nothing. They had Sammy Watkins, who hasn't played a full season since his rookie year. Alan Lazard now becomes wide receiver number one. He's really more of a blocking wide receiver. He's kind of like a glorified tight end. And then they had two rookies in the draft, and Aaron Rodgers has never trusted a rookie. I think Minnesota is the team to beat in the NFC North. I think the last couple of years, Mike Zimmer's actually been the problem. Mm-hmm. Now they have an offensive-minded head coach. They got better defensively, adding Zadarius Smith, and he's jacked to see Green Bay because they didn't want to pay him any money. And it's Minnesota at home. That's a tough place to play, and Green Bay always struggles there, especially early on in the season. Favre used to be terrible there until he actually went and played there. And Rodgers, the last couple of years, you guys, look at what he's done week one. Last year, the Saints blew him out with Jameis Winston. I forgot, I forgot the score. I think it was 38-3. to three. So I like Minnesota, but I like sometimes using the teaser options, you know, because you could tease them from, you know, one-and-a-half-point dogs now to eight-point underdogs. I don't think Green Bay beats Minnesota by more than a touchdown, and I know for a fact San Francisco's beating the Bears. I just don't know if they're doing it by eight points. I got a question because usually when you see a massive, uh, you know, line swing, you, you bet the other way, right? We've seen yep. quite a few of them, though, and some of them make sense. Like the Chiefs and Cardinals, they opened up at two and a half, and that's already up to, you know, five and a half in, in KC's way. You know that because Deshaun Watson got uh, benched by the league and got suspended, 
Um, it, it, that line went from it's a five point swing. Now it went from three and a half in favor of Cleveland to one and a half in favor of of the Panthers. And then you have the the news today of Zach Wilson has moved that line from Baltimore, New York, where it was four and a half in favor of Baltimore. Now it's up to seven. Which of those lines do you like the favorite though to cover in those? Because usually you'll just go the other way. Or any of those big swings, yeah. ones that you like and you that make sense to you. Yeah, and I guess before we move over really quick, I should tell you another home dog I love, the Texans plus eight. It's disgusting against the Colts, but I think they cover, and then I think the Giants cover. I think the Giants cover the six and a half against the Titans. Both games are moving. That's why I bring those up because I think you're probably – I mean, that went from Texans plus eight now as I look at Texans plus seven. I don't want to take that any lower. And then the Giants, man, the Giants opened up seven-point underdogs. Now that's down to six. So talking about line movement, there's two more dogs I like. As far as the favorites, so, okay, I think that's a little bit of an overreaction for Zach Wilson being out, right? (laughs) Like, Joe Joe Flacco, it's been a long time since he's won a Super Bowl, but we've seen him actually get the job done before. Um, He is a little bit older. I'm not fully sold on the Jets, but I I don't really care. If it's anything under eight points, I'm going to bet the Ravens anyway just because I'm really high on the Ravens going into this season. So if it was Zach Wilson out there, I would have been fine laying eight points. And if it's Joe Flacco, I'm fine laying the eight points as well, just because I think the Baltimore Ravens are going to be the real deal this season. Lamar, especially if they don't get this contract done here in the next couple of days, it's going to be a contract year, and he doesn't have an agent, so he's playing for himself. There's no way they lose every single running back like they did last year before we even hit week one. And I love what they've done defensively. I mean, Patrick Queen is kind of a zero, uh, unless he's rushing the quarterback. But I love them bringing in Kyle Hamilton at the safety position from Notre Dame because he can play in the box. He's great in coverage. I think the Ravens are going to be an 11-12 win team this year. So I'd bet them against the Jets regardless. And then the other one, this sounds crazy, you guys, and I can't believe I did it today. I bet the Panthers. I think it's a little bit of an overreaction because Jacoby Brissett can get the job done, he's proven. But, man, I mean, and I'm not a Deshaun Watson guy, but I think we forget how good he really is. So I guess that's, that's about right as far as the market. I'm I'm buying into the Baker Mayfield revenge game. I can't believe I'm saying it. I'm more buying in that Christian McCaffrey, we don't know if he's going to stay healthy all year, but we know he's healthy for week one. And Matt Rule, I'm not a big fan of his. But this is, if they don't have a winning record this year, I know it's only, what, year two, year three for him. I think he gets canned first. So I'm actually going to buy into Carolina against the Browns to pull off the upset. And uh, probably when we talk next week, I'll probably be talking about how it was a huge mistake, but but I'm I'm buying into Baker and what he had to say about how he was going to go out there and try to torch him. We'll see. All right, I'm going to steer you back to Pac-12 to get us out of here. The the two teams that that looked good for the Pac-12 uh, last week in USC and Oregon State both have matchups that are going to be I think very impactful as far as tone setting as far as the the rest of the season goes. Oregon State takes on Fresno State. USC takes on Stanford. As it stands right now, Oregon State stand or Oregon State Fresno State is a pick 'em. Uh, and USC, I believe, opened up as 10-point favorites over over Stanford. They're now down to 8.5. Do you look at either of those and go, yeah, no, I can get behind that, or are you still very much wait-and-see mode with those two teams? So I did bet Fresno State, but I could tell you guys that Oregon State is actually the sharp side. So mm-hmm. a lot of the pro gamblers that I do know uh, out in Las Vegas or out in uh, – you know, New Jersey, out in New York, where, man, they're taking crazy handle right now in New York. Um, they really, really like Oregon State in this matchup. And the line does seem fishy, right? It's a mm-hmm. pick and Fresno State has the home field advantage. But I do – I'm pretty high on Fresno State going into the season. Again, we'll see what that looks like. And then I actually – I mean, I had to um, jump on Stanford, and I know that they've been an absolute disaster the last four years. But I'm getting more than a touchdown. And, again, 
I think it was a little bit of an overreaction. So what I did was I bet Stanford when that was a 10.5-point spread. Yep. Now, I mean, as I look right now at BetMGM, it's down to 8.5. USC looked really, really, really good week one, but we do have to remember that it was rice. Um, <laughs> and so I do think that it's going to be a more competitive game. And if I'm getting the home team, I'm getting plus points, you know, in a, in a big conference game, I don't think Stanford could be any worse than they were last year. I don't know if they're going to be any good <laughs> no. this year, but I do think they could keep it within a touchdown, even if we need that backdoor score. You know, going into the season, I'm one of the only people that actually went under on USC. I just thought, man, Lincoln Riley is great. Uh, I love Caleb Williams. I like Di. I like, I mean, I love Jordan Madison. But, man, I just 10 wins year one with that defense. And the defense looked pretty dang good. I mean, they got had all those takeaways and pick sixes week one. Mm-hmm. I still think that's a little bit of a – I think that spreads a little bit too high, though. So I actually took the points with Stanford. We'll see how that works out because USC looked damn good week one. But I still think people are hyping them up just a little bit too much. I still like Utah more than I like USC. There he is, Ryan Horvat. We'll talk to you next week, my man. Hey, thanks so much for having me, guys. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, that was the host of BetMGM Tonight and Odyssey Sports Betting Insider, Ryan Horvat. Insider Calls brought to you by BetMGM. Go get all the latest lines on the BetMGM app. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.